This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, May 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's set lines. Governor proposes cuts to food and ag. Will China fight back? Trump suggests massive food aid effort and EPA altering pesticide analysis. Well, the governor cut $73 million from food and ag budget. The May revision Governor Gavin Newsom released on Thursday proposes a budget for the Department of Food and Agriculture, the CDFA, that is 14% less than the 2018-19 budget under Governor Jerry Brown. The shortage mainly due to reappropriation of greenhouse gas reduction funds to support increased wildfire prevention, recovery, and suppression. According to the latest proposal, the state will be providing the department with $446 million. Another $152 million will come from other sources. Last year, Governor Brown provided $519 million in state funds with $718 million in total. The governor and legislature are now diving into intense budget negotiations leading up to the June 15 deadline. Meanwhile, meanwhile, several other agencies related to regulating the agriculture industry will experience minimal decreases in budgets. The Department of Pesticide Regulation, however, has gained an additional $5 million in state funds over last year's budget. Terrorism cash. Each year, CDFA receives $534,000 for its anti-terrorism fund. These funds may be used for equipment, for training, or other resources that could serve double duty in the event of a terrorist attack. Safety suits, for example, are used in routine food inspections, but can also be deployed for an anthrax attack. NAS forecasts record almond crop for California. Almond orchards will produce 2.5 billion pounds of nuts this year, up nearly 9% over last year. The California forecast, which is based on a statewide survey, was issued by the U.S. Department of Agriculture's National Agriculture Statistics Service on Friday. The amount of acres with orchards mature enough to produce a crop has continued to increase. NAS predicts that number to rise by 7% in 2019, up from the 6% increase reported for 2018. Almond Board President and CEO Richard Waycott attributed the growth to advances in pest management and water use efficiency. In a statement, he said, the board's Almond Orchard 2025 goals are driving these efforts. Keep in mind, this came two weeks after NAS reported total almond acres were up last year by 2% compared to 2017. EPA overhauling pesticide evaluation. EPA is proposing new ways to determine when pesticides may harm endangered species using what the agency calls real-world data. The agency says the interagency consultation process has resulted in EPA evaluations that find too many listed species could be harmed by pesticides. EPA says it wants its revised method to be efficient, relying upon automation as much as possible, and protective without being overly conservative. The new method, for example, would not assume pesticides are applied at maximum label rates, proposing instead to incorporate usage data, such as a survey data that would include actual application rates in species evaluations. 
Jack Lee, director for Bioversity at the Environmental Policy Innovation Center, said the proposed method makes major changes to the approach EPA had been using to implement recommendations from a National Academy of Sciences report. He's concerned the EPA plan would go too far in determining that pesticide applications have no effect on listed species and thus don't require consultation with the Fish and Wildlife Service. A public meeting is scheduled on the new methods for June 10th. Purdue, trade aid will depend on China's response. President Trump is promising to protect U.S. farmers as he escalates his trade war with China. However, we still have no idea what form that aid will take or when it will be provided. It's also not clear whether or when the Chinese will increase their retaliatory duties in response to Trump raising U.S. tariffs last Friday. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, who is traveling in Asia, told reporters this weekend that the president, quote, is committed to support our producers if the Chinese do decide to retaliate. But he also didn't provide any details of an aid plan. China held off on saying what it will do in response to the higher U.S. tariffs. But over the weekend, the Xinhua News Agency, a government-supported operation, quoted Chinese Vice Premier Liu He threatening retaliation, saying China strongly opposes U.S. tariff hikes, which are harmful not only to China and the United States, but to the world at large, and China will have to take necessary countermeasures. Lu also said that while China wants to cooperate with the U.S., it will, quote, never make concessions on major issues of principle. Trump creates confusion on trade aid. President Trump created confusion throughout the media on Friday with a series of tweets about how he would protect farmers from retaliatory tariffs. He talked about buying $15 billion of commodities from farmers and then shipping it to poor and starving countries in the form of humanitarian assistance. The tweets have now been apparently deleted, but they still are archived on various websites. The administration could be considering some increases in food aid, but it can't be anything close to $15 billion in food aid. That would be nearly 10 times what the U.S provides in U.S. commodities throughout the Food for Peace program. The U.S. has to be wary of dumping commodities in other countries and disrupting local markets, according to experts. The simplest solution may be to authorize another round of market facilitation program payments. But House Agriculture Chairman Colin Peterson of Minnesota notes that corn producers were not happy with their payment rate and other producers have complained that basing the payments on the year's actual production harms farmers who happen to have a poor yield that particular year. Well, this week in Sacramento, uh, today at 1 o'clock at Ranchero Cordova, a meeting on DWR's draft SGMA Basin Prioritization. At 1 o'clock, the assembly floor take up ACR 93 on recognizing Citrus Stride Day. That's the second reading. AB 590 related to the milk marketing order. That's the third reading. At 2 o'clock on the Senate floor, they'll take up the SB 386 on including irrigation districts in renewable portfolio. That's the second reading. SB 200 on the Safe and Affordable Drinking Water Fund. SB 253 on an Environmental Farming Incentive Program. And SB 458 on banning chlorpyrifos. They'll also look at SB 669 on the Safe Drinking Water Fund. 
Then for tomorrow, the 14th at 9 o'clock in Tulare, the Almond Board navigating the waters on water issues in the Central Valley. Wednesday the 15th at noon, the 4th Annual Citrus Stride outside the Capitol Building. 1 o'clock, the listening session for the CDFA's Climate Smart Agriculture Technical Assistance Grant Program. Thursday promises to be a busy day, still to be determined uh, the assembly appropriations to take up AB 10 on a tax levy for low-income farm worker housing credits. AB 614 is on the list on tax credits for farm-to-food bank products. AB 1644 on including ag for informing the sciences for the Coastal Commission uh, and suspense file. AB 217 on safe drinking water for all act. AB 343 on transportation subsidies for biomass energy companies and helping reduce wildfires. AB 409 on climate change grants for ag. AB 419 on industry-funded standardization program. AB 448 on water rights to stock ponds. 454 on the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. AB 466 on reports by the Office of Farm to Fork. AB 479 on subsidizing plant-based food and milk options in schools. AB 557 on forecasting atmospheric rivers. AB 637 on the Water Board and Safe Drinking Water. Also AB 638 on Safe Drinking Water Restoration. AB 673 on penalties for failing to pay wages. AB 958 on a pilot program for organic farmers supplying school lunches. AB 986 on a grant program to preserve farmland and make it accessible to disadvantaged farmers. AB 1086 on a scientific review panel for CDFA's sweep. AB 1783 on streamlining the H-2A farm worker housing process. AB 1224 on paid family leave. AB 1801 on increasing fees for cattle inspections. And to be determined, Senate appropriations to take up SB 153 on regulating hemp as an ag product. SB 135 on paid family leave. SB 204 on state water project contracts. SB 559 on fixing the Fryatt Kern Canal. Then for the 17th, that's the last day for appropriation committees to meet and approve bills. At 10 o'clock, a meeting on Department of Pesticide Regulations Cannabis Program, also pesticides and surface water. 1 o'clock, meeting on natural and working lands and carbon neutrality by Air Resources Board. Well, here's today's He Said It. Anytime a nation wants to take action against the United States, they always seem to go to the farm base. It's an important constituency with the president, and he expects to protect them. That Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue speaking to reporters in Japan about the potential for China to impose higher retaliatory tariffs against U.S. farm commodities. Well, that is Daybreak West for this Monday, May 13th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.